Welcome to the first episode of Prescribing Your Career Success, presented by Provider First. My name is Tyler, and I am really excited and grateful to welcome my guest today, because I've had the pleasure of working with both of them in a past life, and I know um, how dedicated they are to dermatology and to their patients. So joining me today is Dr. Chris Logus, a recently graduated dermatologist looking forward to starting his practice in the fall. Dr. Logus graduated from Midwestern University Chicago College of Osteopathic Medicine in 2019 and just completed his dermatology residency at Larkin Hospital Palm Springs campus in South Florida. Alongside him, we will have Dr. Brenna Kelly, <clears throat> excuse me, who just graduated from Midwestern University and is preparing to start her dermatology residency at the University of Utah. So first I want to say thank you both for being here. And we're going to jump right in. This is a really unique experience in that you are sort of the before and after. Um, one of you just finished residency. One of you is about to start residency. So I want to start your conversation by having you both share your experience as um, one of you finishes and then one of you is about to start. So Dr. Logos, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in residency, what it was like for you as you're wrapping it up? Okay. Um, you can hear me, correct? Yep. All right. Perfect. Um, so for me, it was, um, since I started with, um, in 2019, when COVID kind of started, my um, residency was a little bit weirder than I, I think um, Brenna, you will have. Um, mm -hmm. So I start. I definitely started off um, with my intern year during that crazy time. So everything after that was pretty much very, um, very different in terms of like being able to rotate at different places um, before COVID happened. And then, um, you know, doing my, my elective rotations. Um, residency, how I was, uh, the first beginning, the beginning of residency was a little bit different in terms of most of the time we had to <clears throat> um, wear masks. We had a lot less patience at the beginning um, and that kind of changed. So it was a, it, it helped us in terms of learning dermatology and stuff. It helped us by being able to have a slower start um, at the beginning and learn derm and see an increasing amount of patients as we went through. Nice. And then Dr. Kelly, <clears throat> as you're looking forward to residency, what are your expectations? What do you think it's going to be like? Sort of, you know, what's exciting? What's a little mm -hmm. nerve-wracking? Yeah. So I I get to do a um, prelim year in general medicine. So I think everyone who goes into dermatology, they do um, one year. They call it a prelim year um, in usually general medicine. So I am definitely um, excited and, of course, a little nervous to start that. Um you know, I think coming off of my fourth year and my final year of medical school, I was doing a ton of dermatology in the beginning, was loving it. And then, you know, you end up having a lot of time off in your fourth year because you're interviewing um, and you need time for that. And so I think everyone kind of feels a little rusty going into their, um, you know, their, their prelim year. Um, but I'm really excited to learn a lot of medicine and get a good foundation before starting dermatology in a year and then doing three years of that. So, I mean, Chris, I'm curious, uh, when you did your prelim year, um, what was that like? And kind of, did you do anything to prepare for it? Any advice for me? Um, yeah, like you were saying, um, your last year, you do a lot of dermatology and then you have a bunch of time off. So yeah, yeah. you're definitely rusty. Um, Honestly, though, 
you could try like going over some of the basics, but really once you get there, um, it's completely different than medical school. Like you'll, you'll learn that a lot of the stuff they teach in medical school, they're like, yeah, you know, theoretically this is how we do it. But in <laughs> the real world, this is how we do it. Yeah. Um, so I would say before you start, just enjoy the a little amount of time you have off. Um, you know, you can maybe do some questions that kind of just get you back, especially when it comes to drugs, just get you back up to speed. But really, it's it's learning on the fly. Um, the mm -hmm. first month or so is a little difficult, but, you know, you get the hang of it. Um, mm -hmm. it, it comes back pretty quick, too. Um, I would definitely recommend becoming good friends with your senior residents. Yeah. <laughs> um, be, you know, be OK to ask questions, um, ask them what they would do be respectful, but you know, that all kind of comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. um, and then ask the nurses, the nurses are your best friend, um, especially at the beginning, be like, hey, so I wanna order this, but what <laughs> have you seen other people do in the 20 years that you've been doing this? Mm -hmm. And they're more than happy to help you. Awesome. Um, and if you guys disagree, because it will happen, you'll disagree with some of the nurses or um, your attendings or your co-residents. But you know, just do it in a respectful way. Don't be like, don't ever say, "Oh, I'm the doctor. I went to med school. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, this is how we should do it." Be like, "Well, help me understand like why you recommend we do this or you know stuff like that." Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else. Uh, it's gonna take up most of your life. Um, especially when you're doing um, uh, the words, but, you know, use every opportunity to learn something new. Um, you know, there's going to be many times when you're doing it, you're like, oh, I'm going to be doing Durham. I don't really need to know this, but um, I don't know. For me, it was, it was nice to just learn something new every day. It was nice to actually, you know, do some quote unquote real medicine um, mm -hmm. just so you can respect it more and understand, you know, when you get a consult from IM or family medicine, you kind of know what they're thinking. And um, so you can better understand, you know, their thought process. Definitely. Oh, thank you. That is awesome advice and reiterates a lot of things I've heard from other people. So that's great. And I was curious, did you do anything? I mean, I'm sure you didn't have a ton of time, but preparing for when you started dermatology residency, did you um, have any time to prepare any, you know, dermatology studying or anything during your prelim year, or did you kind of just get thrown in when you started derm? Um, so I was lucky. Um, my intern year was associated with my residency program. So we had, I think it was two to three, um, electives. I can't remember, honestly, cause COVID, like I said, COVID kind of screwed all that up. Um, but I think we had three, but anyway, like, I was able to do like a whole month with my program. So those three months I was able to, um, to study and go to didactics with them and, you know, just kind of get my feet wet a little. Um, you're in Utah. Are you going to be able to work with your program? Yeah. So I think I have, I think I get a month of elective time. And so I'll do dermatology elective and that's towards the end of my year. So that'll be really great. Oh, um, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's basically what I did, um, at least for our program. I always tell the incoming residents, I'm like, you're going to not you're going to think, you know, some stuff. But dermatology is, you know, in medical school, they really 
it's a very crash course when it comes to medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, it's going to be like your intern intern year all over again in terms of the amount of information that they're expecting you to like learn and memorize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would you know study a little bit, but everybody's going to come in and not know anything. So I wouldn't go crazy, you know, trying to you know, study and become like a second year resident, you're a first year resident for a reason. And mm-hmm. that's the whole point is to just start and go from there. Gotcha. Um, so I would say read Bologna. If you, I would say buy Bologna, get the um, Ali Khan book and just kind of like flip through it, but I wouldn't go crazy. Perfect. Thank you. That's helpful. Um, and then I'm curious when you started dermatology residency, was it what you expected it was going to be or kind of what were some things that, um, you weren't expecting? would love to hear that. Um, it was, I would say probably not what I was expecting in terms of, you know, you're going to get this, especially next year. Um, you're going to get a lot of people like, oh, you're derm. You don't have to do any extra work. You have the weekends (laughs) off. Mm -hmm. You're never on call. And I'm like going through residency, I'm like, that's not entirely accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, our residency program, we were on call um, for a week, every three weeks, because there was three residents in our program for mm-hmm. each year. Um, so we were definitely on call. I mean, there was a couple of times that I got a call at like 11 o'clock. Um, I had to go in right after clinic, you know, mm-hmm. so. And it's not like, it's, I mean, obviously it's not 24 hour calls, but you know, it's, it's a little difficult, you know, it's especially in Durham, as you know, is a lot of the, uh, the rashes can look very similar. Right. And, uh, so, you know, it takes a little bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was kind of expecting the, uh, the first year to be a little rough in terms of, you know, it being another intern year, but it was, it was a lot just in terms of trying to, you know, learn everything. Right. Um, our, I'm not sure how your program set up at our program. Like we did grand rounds. We did, um, <clears throat> we did a lot of the Bologna lectures when we did didactics, you know, and it was necessary just because the second and third year, you pretty much have it in your head and first year is when you need to learn it. So, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of busy work. Um, it was great because, you know, obviously you love learning about dermatology. You love, you know, this is what you chose, but it's still after a while, you're like, Oh my God, another, another project that I have to do mm-hmm. another presentation I have to do. Yeah. Um, and for us, because of COVID, we didn't get to go to like a lot of the um, conferences. So we didn't, I know this year, um, our first years had to actually like present at conferences too. So mm. yeah, it was a yeah. lot. Yeah, no, I, I, I've realized that in residency, you know, you're, you're seeing patients and then, you know, you're also studying and you're also giving presentations and making yeah. PowerPoints and, and it is a yep. lot. So, but it's great. It's yeah. so much fun though. I, I mean, I, I just, you know, dermatology is the best, um, mm-hmm. the best field, you know, I may be a little biased, but you know, it was, it's great learning about everything. And one of the reasons I chose dermatology is because of the the advances that we're making with the checkpoint inhibitors, the um, IL-4 and uh, inhibitors like Dupixin and all mm-hmm. the new biologics. It's just, it's going to make our jobs so much easier in terms of 
treating some of these things. So just being able to learn about all that stuff was amazing. So definitely. Yeah. One of the things I love about Durham too, is that I think a lot of times you, you get to really help patients and um, they can have these debilitating skin diseases and we do have a lot of options for treating. And as you said, you know, every day we're getting, you know, new things that can potentially be helpful. And so it's just so satisfying to, you know, have your patients have a good outcome and, and be happy with their treatment. So I, I do yeah. love that about dermatology too. So yeah. yeah. And you can see it, you can see mm -hmm. it too, which is really great. Yeah. So what, um, do you have any particular areas of interest in dermatology? So I'm pretty much when it comes to being a general dermatologist, that's pretty much how I would describe myself because yep. I love general dermatology. I love the rashes. I love mm -hmm. looking for skin cancers. I'm actually one of the weirdos who likes actually likes doing the skin exams. <laughs> um, but I also love surgery and something actually um, that I learned about myself going through a dermatology residency is I do like cosmetics. Mm. I honestly did not think I was going to like it um, <laughs> yeah. going into it. I was like, I want to do gender. I want to do the rashes. I want to do surgery, but I don't know. It's fun. It's something to like break up the day. Um, and like you were saying before, you really can help a lot of people in terms mm -hmm. of their, just their self image. Right. Um, so to answer your question, pretty much everything. Um, I think I'm going to focus more on uh, gender and surgery. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to take the, the most, um, board exam because I'm grandfathered in. So nice. I don't need the fellowship to do it. Yep. So I'm going to take the test so I, I can do simple ones. Yep. Um, but we'll see. We'll see after that. Awesome. And remind me again. So you just took a job in Chicago and um, where is that at? And what is what is your schedule going to be like? Um, do you have any like specific clinic days? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh I went to Midwestern University in Chicago. I fell in love with the city. I'm originally from a small town in Florida called Ocala, Florida. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, I was like, I never want to come back to Florida again, except if I get Durham and I got Durham. So <laughs> I went back to Florida. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, after four years, I'm coming. I'm actually already moved back up here. Oh, nice. So I'm already in Chicago. Um, and I am starting a job with. Um, Swedish uh, Covenant, which is now part of North Shore, okay. uh, their medical group with uh, Dr. Emily Rubenstein. Um, that is in Lakeview. Uh, right now, it looks like since I'm still setting all that stuff up with uh, the administration, it looks like I'm going to start um, September 5th, I believe, um, and then do Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, hopefully starting at nine, not sure what time we would stop, probably around five to six. I'm gonna have, uh, Wednesday's gonna be like a administration day and then mm. Thursday, Friday will be uh, more clinic days. Okay. And, and once I have enough patients, I may add um, a um, procedure day. So like I would do my surgeries and cosmetics on one day. Sure. Just to, you know, make it easier so we don't get backed up. Right, right. And as as we know, Durham moves fast. So Oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah. 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 Awesome. And so when you graduated residency, or I guess you were probably looking for jobs earlier on, but how did you go about kind of 
finding jobs that you wanted to interview for? How did you ultimately make the decision to choose um, the job you're going to now? Yeah, so um, my my uh, path was a little bit different. Um, so I was doing a rotation up here. Uh, well, first off, I was also talking to our wonderful host, Tyler Lewis, who <laughs> helped get me in contact with some people. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but like you said, in a past life, um, but I also was on a rotation up here for about a month with, um, one of my co-residents who was up here who graduated like two or three years before me. Uh Um, and I was staying with my best friend who is also here. That is actually who I'm staying with right now while I look for an apartment. Uh Um, he was interviewing at Swedish, uh, for a family medicine position. And while he was, you know, during that, He's like, oh, you know, like my friend's looking to move back to Chicago. Um, you know, like, is there any opening? And everybody's looking for a dermatologist. So they were like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Give him my <laughs> number, et cetera. So, um, and it turned out to be with Dr. Rubenstein, who was my mentor when I was, she went through to my school. So I already knew her. I mm-hmm. rotated with her as a student. So it kind of just worked out. Um, and at some point I do want a residency program, maybe. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so they already had a GME like set up there. So I figured like that would be a good opportunity for me. Um, so that's pretty much how I fell into it. Um, you're going to get a lot of emails, um, but I would definitely pick somebody like one of the good things about provider first is what Tyler's doing is most of the time it's taken from the, um, employers. So a lot of the emails you're going to get is from like recruiters who are like, this place is looking for somebody, this place is looking for Mm -hmm. somebody. Um, And you just kind of get lost in that. And I think the way, the way that provider first is set up is it's going to be literally providers first. So you're going to become a client of that program. And then Tyler or whoever else is, you know, if he gets big enough, he's going to have multiple, um, multiple people he would be able to, you know, ask what you're looking for and then use and then do all the hard work for you. So he'll contact all these people, contact the hospitals, contact people in the area that you're looking for. Um, so I would recommend, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's really good to know because I have I have friends who have gone through the job process, too. And it, it does seem overwhelming with the amount of emails you get and how, you know, the timeline and when you should start interviewing and what to look for. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely um, appreciative of what Tyler, what you're doing. So yeah. Awesome. You guys, and are, then, I was going to say you guys are too kind. I really appreciate that. But I think you bring up a really important part or uh, important point when it comes to being recruited, you know, while we're having this discussion, it's as Dr. Logan said, it's really easy to get lost and sort of become a number. And so, you know, obviously there's a great beacon and provider first that will make sure you're a priority, but our advice to anyone who's looking at the recruitment process, looking to start their career is to make sure that whoever you're working with is making you a priority, right? There's going to be a lot of pressure to respond to every phone call, every email, every LinkedIn Mm -hmm. message, just because you're excited and you want to find your next position. Um, But I think, you know, the first step to success in any uh, recruitment process or any job search is making sure that you've put yourself as a priority and you're willing to, you know, stick to what you know you need to to be really determined and intentional in your search. So um, obviously there are recruiters 
can be really helpful in that. Some of them maybe not so much, but um, yeah, I think the best advice that, you know, kind of goes along with what you're both saying is make sure that you are the priority in your search. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And to go off of that, I mean, we're so used to being, I mean, you just went through the whole process, but we're so, so used to being like, getting into med school, we're like, please take us. Like yeah. we did all this to please yeah. take us, you know, like, we'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. And then, um, residency was the same way. It's like, especially for Durham, it's like, yeah, I will give my left kidney, my firstborn <laughs> child, like anything, please just take me. Yeah. Like for me, it's, for me, it's like, I'll move back to freaking Florida, man. And like, just <laughs> let me just take me. It's yeah. really different now though. That's like the one thing that is like a big change for me. It was like, wait, you want me now mm-hmm. like you're 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 the one that's like we got this package for you we got this yeah. package for you <laughs> we can you know you know your sign-on bonus is this much and all that stuff it's like this is so bizarre for me you know yeah. so it's it's definitely like tyler was saying it's definitely nice to have somebody who's in your corner who can kind of read through some of the bs and tell you like yeah this may seem like a good opportunity on paper but when you look at the finer print, you know, they may not have your best interests. It's more about the bottom line. So it, it, what he's doing is great because that that definitely helps have somebody looking out for you. Yeah. And I, I feel like most people start looking for jobs or start interviewing even at the beginning of their last year of residency. And you're still so busy during that time. So you're totally right yes. about, you know, the, the time that would take to read everything and to read the fine print, you know, that's that's a lot of time. And so I agree having someone who can help you with that is incredible. Now, do you want to do a fellowship or? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not 100% sure yet. My areas of interest are um, cutaneous oncology. So I'm similar to you. I, I love skin checks. Um, I love dermoscopy. Um, and so I definitely want to do a lot of that. Um, you know, I envision having maybe a pigmented lesion clinic and then maybe a high risk and cancer clinic. Um, and then another area that I'm really interested in is kind of inpatient. And so, um, some call it supportive oncodermatology, but patients who, you know, are being treated um, with immunotherapy or other cancer therapies. And then oftentimes they have a lot of um, cutaneous side effects from those medications. And so really being able to help those patients um, in the inpatient setting um, is really, um, really important to me. And so I don't think there's a ton of fellowship specific to that right now. Um, But, you know, I think, I think seeing how that goes during residency and then if there's anything that I feel like could really strengthen my foundation in that, I would definitely be interested in doing that. Um, but I've also thought about dermatopathology a little bit, but I almost feel like I need more exposure to that in residency mm-hmm. to see, you know, how much I really like it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of learn more about what is out there and then um, go from there. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. Well, I know there's, I know there's um, <coughs> oncology. Um, I'm not sure where it is, but I've met a couple people, um, you know, at the conferences and everything. Yeah. Uh, where they're doing fellowships, and I unfortunately I just wasn't paying attention, so I don't remember exactly <laughs> where they were. Yeah. Yeah. But I know they exist. Um, I know that there's definitely dermato, uh, dermoscop, uh, dermoscopy fellowships. Oh, awesome. Uh, but I'm not sure where again. Yeah. But 
Yeah, no, I but no, that's, that's great. Um, you're finding a job for you is going to be super easy <laughs> just because not a lot of people want to do that. So that jobs are everywhere for that. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I know there's, and there's a part of me that loves general dermatology too. And I still want to do that and see acne patients. And so I'm hoping I can, you know, have a day of that, um, in my, oh yeah, I'm sure eventually too, cause I love that stuff as well. So, um, yeah. Is there any part of you that would consider doing a fellowship later? Um, I don't know for me, if I was going to do one, it'd probably have been Mo's just because yeah. I really like, you know, um, surgery. Um, I was pretty good at doing Mo's surgery as well. Um, we had so much, not, not to say that I was like a natural, I, I'm, I'm just saying like from our, um, residency program, we had so much opportunity to do it. I've probably done like 200, 300 cases just mm. because we have months where we'd have a month rotation where we just did Mo's all day, right. every day. Um, so if I had to choose one, it'd probably be that I do like Derm Path, but I don't know if I could do Derm Path all day, every day for the rest of my career. Right. It's fun, but it's not that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, probably, honestly, I probably wouldn't because I just, I like being able to do everything. Yeah. And um, I've got enough exposure to be pretty confident in doing everything. So, yeah, I think for me, I don't think uh, a fellowship would have helped me at all. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And then, you know, we talked about this earlier, but how competitive um, applying for dermatology residency is and even medical school. But um, I'm curious, you know, being more removed from that now, do you have any advice for um, people who are applying into derm, um, how to stand yeah. out? I know this year, like each program was getting around 500 to 700 applications. So it's, it's crazy. Oh numbers. yeah. We had a whole bunch this year. Yeah. Luckily, luckily for this year. And I think last year, if I remember correctly, you were allowed to rotate again. Mm -hmm. um, yep. A couple of years ago, you weren't you weren't allowed to rotate. My first year as a derm resident, um, so it, for that class, it was really difficult because you know you can act normal for uh, an hour or two um, during your virtual rotation. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> as you probably know, like you know, some of the applicants that come through the first day they're pretty good, and then the second day you're like, "What are you thinking?" And then the third day, you're like, "Oh, absolutely not. This person would not work well with us." Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I would say is rotate as many, as many places as you can. Um, you know, just take this with a kind of a grain of salt because I went through the DO side and mm -hmm. I think MD and DO is like what, what we're looking for is a little different. Sure. Um, I think it's changing a little bit now, but you know, before for us, your rotation is pretty much super important. You have to have good scores. You have to have good grades. Um, you have to show dedication with research and everything, but it really comes down to like, cause everybody has that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So for us, it really came down to who's going to fit in well with us, who is, you know, going to work well with um, not just us as residents, but the faculty, um, the staff, the MAs, like that is really important to us. So I'd say do as many rotations as you can. Um, and for us, because like you said, we get so many applications, mm -hmm. we pretty much only interview people who rotated with us mm. just because that's a week of, uh, of 
technically it's a week of an interview. So right. if we liked you enough during the inter that interview, then we'll interview again. Definitely. Um, but overall, you know, I would start early if you know you want to do Durham. You know, like I started my second year of medical school. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, the first year of medical school. I, I reached out to Dr. Rubenstein, who I'm going to work with. Mm -hmm. I wrote papers with her. Um, you know, being in a DO school, it's a little hard to get um, research. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're at an ND school or you have a, a DERM program that's associated with your school, talk with them, get to know them, get to know the program director, ask to do papers, ask if they're in research. Um, <clears throat> some people take a year in between their first two years and their second two years. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people find that that helps. And honestly, just it's a small world. So go to the conferences, get to know people, yep. you know, use those connections because it, it does help. Um, and God forbid, if you don't match, keep trying. Totally. Because I know, I know a couple people who applied like three, four times and finally somebody was like, you know what, they put in their dues, we'll go, we'll go ahead and take them because they, yeah. they definitely deserve it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Persistence and determination is, is key. So I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I I've had a few people reach out to me too, for advice. And I agree with you about the rotations. I mean, I rotated at Utah um, for a month and I just felt like the, the connections I made with faculty and residents and learning more about their program and everything that was just crucial. And as, as much as we're in this position of, you know, take me, take me, it is important right. for us to make sure that, you know, we, we connect with the program and, it, and it's what we're looking for too. Um, and so I, I agree with that. I think um, the rotation serves multiple purposes. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's honestly, and like when you're doing your interview, it's like, it's nice to see faces you recognize and, you know, it just kind of helps keep you from getting super nervous too. Yes. I mean, I know I joked about, you know, the only way I'm going back to Florida is because of Durham, but <laughs> yeah. it, it really was my first choice. Um, Dr. Glick was my program director. And when I rotated with him, I was like, man, this guy is super down to earth. Mm -hmm. He knows his stuff. He likes to teach because you don't always get that with some yep. of the PDs. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of does what I want to do. He does all dermatology. He's got the program. He does some talks, you know, so it really felt like he's kind of what I want to base my career off of. Mm -hmm. And then I love the residents there. Like Ray, who is the one that was up here, I was rotating with a couple years ago. You know, we got along really well. Daniel Lazara, who's now a Mohs surgeon in um, um, Atlanta. Like, you know, she was, per she was great. I got to, along with her really well in May. May is also a general dermatologist who does a lot more cosmetics and, mm. you know, got along well with her. She's one of the reasons I started to like cosmetics. So <laughs> yeah, it, it was a really good experience and um, it definitely felt like a family and I would never have known if I didn't rotate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really important. Definitely. I, yeah, I'm so appreciative. I, I mean, I know during the COVID years, you know, they weren't doing any away rotations. And I'm, yeah. I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to do aways. Um, yeah. And, and you learn so much on them too, you know, um, just having that opportunity to do so much dermatology, you know, you don't get a lot of exposure to it in 
you know, your first three years of medical school. And so, um, you know, and then that's one question a lot of um, students have asked me, you know, how do I prepare for these rotations? And, you know, I think, I think a lot of programs don't expect you to know a lot of dermatology because you don't get a lot of exposure. Um, And so I think trying to be helpful in clinic and be a team player, like that's really what a lot of programs are looking for. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather, I would rather a a student that comes in and like, I ask them a question, I'd rather them be like, you know, I don't know what that is. Let me look it up and I'll tell you later. Instead of somebody who's trying to kind of BS his way through it, you know, trying to come up with all these crazy differential diagnoses. And I'm like, Hey man, like, (laughs) Just tell me you don't know what it is. It's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I always tell them my my thing is I always tell them I was like, hey, when I went through when we did Durham at medical school, I was taught by an ER doctor. They mm-hmm. know what they're talking about, but they don't know it super well. So, right. I'm not expecting you to know everything. Mm-hmm. So just relax and just show me what you can do. Right. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious, um, Chris. You said you kind of started um, getting interested in dermatology your first year of medical school. What made you initially interested in the field? So I've always been interested in it. Um, growing up, my mom was a veterinary dermatologist. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, so she worked at the University of Florida. So I remember as a kid, like going to. Um, she worked at the lab sometimes, and remember as a kid going to the lab and going to work with her. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a vet, um, just because I like being able to talk to my patients, Yeah. but, um, it was, it was really cool. Like just being able to see all this stuff. Um, you know, my mom also did a lot of talks and stuff. So that kind of interests me in like, oh, she gets Mm -hmm. to go all over the world, literally all over the world. Like right now she's in Australia teaching residents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So So like to me, that was awesome. So that was one of the things I wanted to do. Um, but then I started doing rotations in, in high school um, initially because I was a angsty teenager that didn't like talking to people. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to do um, radiology. Yeah. Um, so I did my rotation radiology or I did my shadowy experience in radiology. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I get to see things. I can diagnose by looking at it. And then I did a rotation in Derm. And I was like, oh, this stuff is really cool. Yeah. Um, and the whole time the guy was with Dr. Barton in Ocala, he's like, oh, you know, I'm not expecting you to find this interesting. I'm like, the whole time I'm like, no, this is really cool. This is amazing. Um, so I always kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, starting medical school, you're like, everybody's like, oh, it's so impossible. It's really hard yes. to get derm. Oh my gosh. So like have a back out, uh, back, a backup and everything. So initially I was like, I'm going to do sports medicine, mm-hmm. you know, but I just, you know, I don't know. I just didn't really find that it resonated with me. So mm-hmm. like halfway through my first year, I started talking to another student who was interested and we kind of made a pact, like, let's just go for it, you know? Yeah. So I did that. Um, oh, and I completely missed the most important part of me going to Durham is um, I did research between uh, undergrad in medical school um, okay. at the vet the vet derm uh, laboratory in at the University of Florida, mm-hmm. and um, I got to see a lot of cool um, new drugs coming out not for dogs but also um, she the investigator as with did a lot of um, uh, studies for human medicine as well so I got to mm-hmm. see like kind of what's in the pipeline and then the more I looked into it I found out about the um, 
the uh, biologics and like, oh, this stuff is really yeah. cool. Yeah. So that was one of the main reasons is like dermatology is like the next uh, field that's going to just change everything in medicine. So that was right. another reason I, I chose it. Oh, that's such a cool, such a cool story, starting with your mom and then, um, you know, doing radiology in that path. So that's, that's so yeah. cool to hear. Awesome. Um, and then I'm curious, Chris, so you said you start your job, you think in September, do you have any plans? Um, hopefully you're maybe taking some travels um, before you start working. We will see. Right now I'm in uh, study mode for my board exam. Yep. That's in July. Um, but I do have August. I don't know. I, I I may just take a staycation here in Chicago and just do everything I can because I really did miss living here. So yeah, um, probably just we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I am going to Las Vegas for a friend's uh, bachelorette party. Uh, actually, my co-resident. And then uh, so we'll see. We'll see how much money I have left after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, summer in Chicago is is amazing. So yeah. Oh, my God. It's totally beautiful. Awesome staycation. Yeah. And all the music festivals and yeah. the lake. So, yeah, that that sounds wonderful. Yeah. I may go up to uh, Milwaukee, too. It's a cool city as well. And it's only an hour and a half away. So, yeah, it is. Well, if you want any uh, recommendations, let me know. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Awesome. So actually, Dr. Kelly, I wanted to ask you, what was your, you know, you're talking, we've talked a lot about what it's like to be in residency, but I think it's important to understand what it's like to get into residency. So I was wondering, what was your match experience like? Yeah. So, you know, my, my fourth year was definitely uh, stressful. I mean, you know, you're, you're doing these away rotations and then you're um, filling out your applications and those definitely take a lot of time. Um, and then you're interviewing. So, um, you know, interviews, I, I felt like went pretty well for me. Um, you know, a lot of it is just a conversation, um, but really knowing who you are and your strengths and your story. I mean, one thing I was told is, you know, have your elevator pitch for dermatology. And so, um, you know, being prepared for all that stuff. And then I think just the, the anticipation leading up to match day, that was, um, that was stressful. I'm sure Chris, you remember that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then, um, you know, I was on rotations during that time. And so that kept me busy, which was actually really nice, I think for my, um, peace of mind at the time, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of a whirlwind, but, um, it is a stressful time. And so I just think kind of, you know, doing what you need to do to stay sane and stay confident in yourself. And, you know, with dermatology, you know, I think it is important to have a backup plan um, just in case you don't match, whether that's reapplying or doing a prelim year and then reapplying. Um, And so keeping that stuff in mind. But um, yeah, it was it was a whirlwind. I can't believe it's it's done, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a relief. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I'm sure. Well, so my other question for you was when you're looking at, you know, residency, you've had some time now to learn from Chris and to understand sort of what it was, his experience was like, um, what are you expecting your, uh, expert, your, um, residency to look like? Are you, what are you excited about? What are you a little bit nervous about? Yeah, I think so for my, for my prelim year, I got my schedule. I think it's going to be a lot of wards. Um, You know, it's going to be long days. Um, I start out on oncology wards, actually. So I know that's probably going to be emotionally taxing, too. 
Um, as far as dermatology residency, you know, I think one thing you hear a lot is I think we may have lost Dr. Kelly, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Well, <clears throat> while I wait to see if she can join us, I will preemptively say thank you so much, uh, Chris, for being here. Uh, also of course. to Brenna for being here. Again, hopefully she'll be able to join us in a second. But, oh. And so I wanted to say, you know, this is our first podcast, first episode. Ah, Dr. Kelly, looks like we have you back. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I think my power. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, it's the first episode, so something exciting yeah. has to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, if you want to sort of say what you were saying, I don't want to cut you off because you were really giving us some good insight. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even know where I got cut off. But um, yeah, I would just say for, for residency, I'm... I'm excited, but definitely, um, you know, anticipating a huge learning curve, but I'm excited to really learn, um, be an active learner, you know, in medical school, it's so much studying on your own and you're not always seeing patients. And I'm really excited to, um, have a more active learning experience. That's awesome. So before we wrap up, um, I wanted to ask you both a question <clears throat> and essentially it kind of boils down to your own accomplishments is your idea of success. So you, I have a lot of respect for medical providers, especially doctors, knowing all the school that you're going to, the sacrifices you both talked about, things you have to go through, the emotional toll, all the matching process, the learning. I could never be a doctor because I definitely can't remember names, much less medicine. Um, so my question mm -hmm. is, with all of that in mind, thinking about you know the success you've had, um, we'll start with you, Dr. Logos. What does it feel like to sort of be arriving at your success to understand that all of your hard work is about to pay off? Uh, I would say surreal. Um, you know, like it's like you said, it's a long process. You know, it goes quick because you just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. But it's crazy that it's finally here because, um, you know, at 33, I'm finally starting my my career. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's great because I learned so much. I feel like I'm actually know what I'm talking about. I'm ready to see patients. I have the tools that if I don't know exactly what's going on, I have the tools to figure it out or I have the um, connections where I can, you know, contact somebody else um, or, you know, talk to some of my mentors and be like, Hey, what's going on? So, you know, while it's a long process, I think it's a necessary process and, you know, I, I'm excited to get started and, see my first couple patients. I'm awesome. very excited. Yeah, hard earned for sure. And so I will wrap up here. I just want to say thank you again so much to both Dr. Logos and Dr. Kelly for joining me today. Um, again, this is our first episode. So we're excited to have worked out some of the glitches uh, while you guys are here with us. Um, I also want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Provider First Recruiting. Provider First Recruiting isn't just our name, it's our commitment. And that means we believe that by putting the provider first in the rehiring process, we can guarantee top tier talent and ultimately make a positive impact on patient care. When providers are the priority in the hiring process, we believe that they're able to focus their attention on patient care and on building their practice. Provider First Recruiting is your personal one-on-one -on -one trusted advisor, whether you're hiring world-class providers or looking for your ideal practice experience. Um, again, thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a great day. All right, thank you. Bye, guys.